Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Star Reynolds Sports Desk. Your 950 KJR Sports Headlines. All right, boys and girls. Here we go. Headlines on a busy Tuesday afternoon right here on 950 KJR. Brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. The Vikings may never win a game in Seattle, Washington. You need tickets for the Kraken coming up in a couple weeks. The home opener against Vancouver. VenueKings.com can set you up. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout for... A little discount. How about some baseball scores? The Astros are on their way to the ALCS. They beat the White Sox 10-1 today. They'll face Boston now for the right to go to the World Series. The Brewers and Braves in Game 4 of the NLDS. Middle of the sixth inning, Atlanta and Milwaukee tied at four. Braves win, and they are on their way to the NLCS to face the winner of the Giants and Dodgers. They'll play Game 4 of that series tonight in L.A. with the Giants leading two games to one. Seahawks reportedly released corner. Quarterback Trey Flowers at his request. They also worked out quarterback Blake Bortles and wide receiver Isaiah Zuber. And the Packers have added former Seahawk cornerback Quentin Dunbar to their practice squad. Uh, what else we got? Uh, last night in the NFL with 10 minutes to go, the Colts led by 16 points. And they lost 31-25 because Lamar Jackson went 37-43, 442 and four touchdowns. And in response to John Gruden stepping down as the coach of the Raiders, the Buccaneers now have removed him from their ring of honor in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. Nets GM Sean Marks has announced that Kyrie Irving will not play for the team until he is eligible to be a full-time participant. Let's talk some college football with John Wilner right now, baby. It's time for our weekly Pac-12 conversation with San Jose Mercury News reporter John Wilner. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Our friends at SimplySeattle.com have the most amazing collection of all things Seattle. Seahawks gear, UW hats, and the largest selection of Sonics gear anywhere in the world. Learn more at SimplySeattle.com. All right, we'll get to Aaron Levine. He's in Vegas. He'll join us at 6.05 from Fox 13. That's the new brand, right? Fox 13. It's going to be hard for me. I don't want to screw it up and have, like, you know, somebody come after me. So Aaron Levine will join us from Vegas at 6.05, getting ready for tonight's opener. But joining us right now on the radio show, courtesy of Simply Seattle, where you can buy Kraken gear and use code SOFTY10 for 10% off your entire order, by the way, at simplyseattle.com. It's our friend John Wilner. John, how are you, pal? I am good, thanks. How you guys? We are good. We're ready for some hockey tonight. The debut for the Kraken. Eventually, we'll get to San Jose, and we'll come down and uh, come down there and kick your ass too. So get ready because it's coming, baby. The Kraken storm <laughs> is on the way to Northern California. But talk to us first of all. What you can tell us about the Nick Rolovich situation in Pullman? I'm not even a Coug fan, and I'm sick and tired of this conversation. Is the end game near? Please tell me it is. I believe it is. October 18th is the deadline. Uh, If he is not vaccinated and his request for a religious exemption is not granted, uh, Washington State will begin the separation process, I believe. If his exemption request is granted, they could still fire him, but then it becomes uh, a much more involved, muddier process. I would suspect by, you know, middle of next week at the latest, we'll have a pretty good idea whether he's going to be coached for the rest of the season or not. 
Give us more of an explanation on the arbiter here. Talk about who is actually judging this. It's a blank sheet. They don't know that they're looking at Nick Rolovich's exemption application. And how often do these exemptions actually work, John? Well, you know, the Seattle Times did a story uh, a few weeks ago that said basically 3,500 people at that as of early september 3500 people had had requested through the state religious exemptions and only seven of them had had the exemption approved Oof. and then accommodations made so that's you know uh, a very small number now that's yeah. not washington state uh the cougars basically have set up a pan- they've trained a panel of people to evaluate all of the requests for both medical and religious exemptions. Uh, Rolovich's name will not appear on his request. If it gets approved, then it goes to human resources. Uh, and then it's, it, there's a second step, which is athletic director Pat Chun, obviously with President Kirk Schultz's heavy involvement, would have to basically decide if they think Rolovich can carry out his duties uh, you know, unvaccinated. And those duties are not just coaching on the sideline in a mass, right? I mean, he's got to recruit. He's got to fundraise. He's got to represent the university in public. He's, you know, he's got youth football camps. There's a lot of things that go into being a, a football coach beyond just calling plays on the sideline or watching film in your office. So we'll see if the university, if, if it's approved, we'll see if the university feels like he can carry out his duties, uh, keep the public safe, and, and function effectively. June Jones, I don't think, really helped Rolovich's cause when he said, quote, he doesn't think he needs it. That that really doesn't sound like a religious exemption from uh, yeah. from, from June Jones, the, the former head coach when, that Rolovich assisted with. No, it doesn't. And I think that anybody with any common sense would, ha- who's been following this since whatever it was, July 20th, when he made the announcement, anybody with any common sense knows he just didn't want to get a vaccine. Right. And he was just going to, until the mandate came in, he was just going to say, you know, philosophical opposition. And then the mandate comes down and he's got to file one way or the other, religious or medical, and he doesn't have a medical uh, reason so he went with the uh, religion. But, I, I mean, it's been clear to me from the start, he just doesn't want to get it. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest with you. This is this religious exemption thing is nonsense from him. It's <laughs> absolute crap. Uh, I, I mean, first of all, if, if this really was the deal from the start, why wouldn't he have said this months ago that it's, it's a religious thing for him when he just let it sit out there and he was, he was totally vague didn't give anybody any details about why he's not getting the shot. He just kept quiet about it and mumbled to himself. This religious exemption thing sounds like just a complete nonsensical, made-up excuse by Nick Rolovich. And i got to be honest with you, is this guy an idiot? Honestly, I mean, you know him better than me. You've talked to him more often than I have. Is he just a moron? Because we do know that there are people in this world that aren't very smart. Is he one of them, John? 
No, I don't think he is, uh, but I think he has handled this as poorly as it could have possibly been handled. Right. Uh, and, and part of the reason is he didn't, that he was quiet. He didn't have a good reason. He didn't have a reason that could be justified publicly and that the Washington state community would have accepted, right? He just didn't want to get it. And, right. and right. so he just stayed quiet. I mean, it couldn't have been handled worse by Rolovich from the start. Uh, and, I, you know, I am of the opinion that there's a good chance, even if his request gets approved, that Washington State will move on uh, from him either during the season or at the end of the season. John, when I look at my Huskies in, in the north here, I mean, I say, hey, they're not a very good football team. But then I look at Stanford and ah, Cal and Wazoo and even Oregon and Oregon State, who's barely better than Washington, as we saw last week. I mean, it really still is up for grabs for just about anybody except maybe Cal in the North, isn't it? It's a good year to be mediocre in the North, right? <laughs> I mean, if you think back, you know, I mean, forget about last year, but if you think back to the previous, you know, eight or nine years, right, between Stanford, Oregon, and Washington, there were some really good champions mm-hmm. in the North Division. This year, uh, it certainly doesn't look like it. I mean, I think Oregon probably has the most potential, you know, to to hit a high level at some point. Right. But right now, with all their injuries, with Joe Moorhead being out, I mean, the Ducks are very vulnerable. Uh, we could see a you know a six and three division champ, which hasn't happened you know in the North in, in forever. It's been the powerhouse division. Yeah, it, it just feels like this this uh, conference has a personality disorder. I mean, they can't figure out what they want to be and who they want to be and who the best team is and who wants to finish last. I mean, one week it's Oregon, then it's UCLA, then it's Utah, then it's Arizona State, Mm -hmm. then it's Oregon State, and then Oregon State loses to Washington State. It's like just, you know, a freaking game of musical chairs. I mean, in the end, if you had to predict right now who wins the conference, who would that be and what is your confidence level in that selection? Confidence low, probably would pick. <laughs> I would probably pick Oregon, uh, ASU close second, and then at this point, I mean, you, you know, you're picking and choosing between UCLA and Utah and probably Oregon State and maybe Washington. But I mean, I think I think Arizona State is playing the best right now, but we've yeah. still got a long way to go, and who knows what what it'll be like by the middle of November. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's the same situation that we have seen for many years since since the Huskies went to the playoff, right? There's a lot of parity, and it is fun from week to week, yeah. but there is the quality at the top is just not there. It is totally wild. It's, it's like whoever happens to be playing the best in week 14 might even win the damn thing, right? Just, just, out of by, just by default. And I'm looking at UCLA, John, and the recipe that they used to beat Arizona on Saturday was the same recipe that Washington has been beaten by twice already this year with Oregon State and Michigan, where those two teams just could not throw the ball to save their life. And it didn't matter because they ran the ball down the Husky throat. And that's what UCLA did to Arizona on Saturday. Can they do it again to UW this weekend? You know, I can't imagine UW's defense is going to allow 250, 300 yards on the ground. I just don't think that's the case. And I also think that, you know, they're good enough on the back line that they're going to make Dorian Thompson-Robinson throw from the pocket and beat them you know, kind of the way they've they've made the air raid beat them, try to beat them in the past, you know, deliver the ball from the pocket, 
five to seven yards at a time, play after play for 70 yards and see, see if you can do it. And I'm not sure they'll be able to do it. UCLA does have a good running game, good offensive line. But, I mean, I think Washington can hold up. To me, the, the question is going to be the other side, right? UCLA's defense, is, especially the front seven, is athletic, it's active, it's aggressive, and they, they're going to – I think they will cause problems for Dylan Morris. To me, you know, I haven't looked at the over-under, but, I mean, I think this is going to be a low-scoring yep. game. It's going to be like 21-17 or something. I think you're exactly right. Are you leaning – am I hearing you're leaning Washington here, John? No, actually, all right. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I I'm kind of up in the air on this one. I okay. think it could be like last turnover loses type of deal. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think both defenses are gonna are gonna dominate. Is this the South Championship game this week at Utah with Arizona State? Well, if ASU wins, then they will be they will have a one game lead on Utah and UCLA. Uh, two-game lead on the Bruins if, if UCLA loses to Washington. Plus, they will have the head-to-head tiebreaker on both right. Utah and UCLA. Yeah. And they will have an easier schedule going forward. So I think that this could very well be it. If ASU finds a way to win, I, I think that they're going to be tough to catch for anybody else. And it's really a three-team division, right? I mean, we're talking about the North has got probably, you know, uh, more teams that could could maybe finish on top right now. USC's in the track, you know, the dumpster, and and Oregon, uh, Cal, Colorado, and Arizona are both awful. So it's a three team race, and ASU is going to have the head to head on the other two teams if they win this weekend. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get your uh, Win DeLorean pick of the week, uh, your Wilner's winner in a matter of minutes, riding a two-game skid. Uh, you came close with Arizona, but missed it by that much against UCLA. Yeah. I thought bad. I thought in the first half you were going to nail it, by the way, with the way that game was going, and then things kind of got out of control in the second half. But it does bring up a question, because I'm watching Jed Fish, and I don't know, he looks like a fish out of water, to be totally honest with you, down there in Tucson. And there's 12 teams in the conference. How many of them will have new coaches next year, in your mind? Um... You know, I think it could be up to four or five. Wow. I think there could be a ton of turnover. Yeah. So we know there's one. And then I think that there's a pretty good chance you, both Arizona State and Washington State will have new coaches. I think Herm Edwards, if he isn't forced out because of the NCAA investigations, I think he's just going to hang it up. I mean, he's four years. He's going to be almost 70. He doesn't need it. Uh, and then I, I think there's a good chance Washington State will move on from Rolovich. So that's three. And then, you know – there's a chance that, that between Jonathan Smith and Mario Cristobal and Justin Wilcox, Kyle Whittingham retiring, just somebody, Chip, you know, Chip getting fired if it go, unravels for the Bruins. There's, there's a chance that one other place is going to have an opening, yeah. and that would get you to four. I think that that's not uh, unreasonable. It's wild. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we're looking to buy the dip here a little bit, right? We're always big fans of this. buying the dip when it comes to happy, uh, handicapping. So you started off 4-0. You've lost the last couple weeks. But the Windalorian does not give up. The Windalorian continues moving forward. And the Windalorian yeah. will be back here and will avoid a 0-3 record in the last three weeks, climb out of the abyss, and get back in the wind column. 
because we believe in the Windalorian. So let's get it, baby. Wilner's Wilner's winner. No! Confidence! We need you confident and cocky. You like were just you were. you were just confident on what the UCLA Washington yes. game is gonna be like. Go with that. Yeah, don't you come crying to us, man. Come on, let's let's uh, let's let's pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and let's get back in the win column, baby. So Wilner's winner for the week. What do you got, big boy? Give it to us. I'm gonna go with Arizona State to win outright in Salt Lake City. I think that that game is a pick, um, although I haven't checked the last day. But it I is like, even, I like yes. The Sun Devils. Okay, so um, I just think Arizona State's you know better right now, and uh, probably the best team in the conference yep. matches up one of the few teams that can match up with Utah at the line of scrimmage on both sides. Got a veteran quarterback who's not going to get rattled in a tough place to play. Uh, I just I think Arizona State it'll be close, but I'll take a I'll take an issue to win outright. Even and I only need them to do it by by a point. That's, That's it. it. Based yep. on this line, so. they were they were given two when they opened up, and now it's a pick 'em. So you're getting even some value yeah. right now. So all right, the Windalorian is back, and he likes ASU to win outright against Utah on Saturday night at seven o'clock in Salt Lake City. All right, Johnny, great stuff. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk in a week, man. Thanks, Appreciate John. it, pal. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. Good stuff from John Wilner with us right there on the radio show. And you know the the Nick Rolovich story for me. And it's funny, you've been in this business long enough to realize that you only hear from people that disagree with you, right? Like oh, nobody's going to reach out and text and tweet and hey, send great you show today. Email and hey, say, great you know, tweet. your your take on X Y Z was spot on, and my God, are we lucky to have you on the air? I mean, nobody's going to talk <laughs> like that. Says that, and they shouldn't. It's not the nature of the beast. But I, I would just say this: that I don't give a crap if Nick Rolovich gets the vaccine or not. But when you're dragging thousands of people down with you at the same time and you represent more than just yourself, you have to think of more than just yourself. For example, if I were to go on a protest and not eat for a week and a half. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But everybody else around me, like my wife, my friends, Can my family, were not able to eat oh, because yeah. I'm not eating. Guess what I'm doing? I'm sticking a freaking French dip in my pie hole as soon as I can get one. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see other people suffer because of my decision. So if Nick Rolovich is sitting somewhere, working by himself, doing whatever he's got to do, and his time and his energy and his career doesn't impact anybody but Nick Rolovich, then you do whatever you god darn want to do. But if I'm a Cougar fan, and I know a lot of Cougar fans think like this, I'm wondering, why are you willing to compromise the integrity of a university? Why are you willing to piss off an entire fan base? Why are you willing to potentially harm the image of hundreds and thousands of people because of your own personal point of view? Why don't you just quit? And then you can go do whatever you want. Yeah. And then it doesn't cost anybody else anything. Look, if you want to resign over this, hey, you know what? God bless you. Uh, I, I got respect for that. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. He may Whatever. End up doing Fine. That. 
But why in the world would you drag everybody else down with you? It's the same thing with Kyrie Irving. Why would you impact Kevin Durant and James Harden's chances of winning a championship just to stick with your little ridiculous philosophy on the vaccine? You don't want to get the vaccine, fine. But you got to understand that every move you make impacts somebody else if you're the head coach of a college football team. So I don't get it. And to all the people that are asking, well, who are you to decide uh, what should be a religious exemption and what shouldn't, I'm not that person. No. The governor is that person. And I just would also ask, if this really is about a religious exemption, then where the hell was that excuse three months ago out of Nick Rolovich? I mean, guys, sometimes water is wet and the sky is blue. And guess what? Nick Rolovich is a freaking moron for the way he's handled this whole thing. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't want to hear that and don't like hearing people get called names and criticized on the air, especially people of authority and the head coach of your favorite college football team. But if you can't admit that Nick Rolovich has bungled this thing from the start, then you're just not paying attention. Well, or you're Nick Rolovich himself. I'm, I'm glad that 99.9% of everything I read is, and whether they're from Cougars or Huskies or anybody, realize that he has not only made an, a horrible decision that affects so many people around him, and he preaches team, right? All these coaches preach team first, team first, team first, and he is being putting team behind everything right now. And then the constant non-answer answer week after week after week after week is just it has such a bad it's wild. look it's man wild. It, it, it's just wild you know the whole thing is unbelievable i mean to be the only guy in college football that has refused it and then to go about approaching it the way he has i mean again if the guy would have come out in august or september and said you know what it goes against my beliefs i can't do it it's a totally different conversation than what we're having right now. I mean, a lot of people would have raised an eyebrow at that. Sure. But, but he could have gotten some th- totally sympathy. Totally different conversation. Could have gotten some sympathy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when he's been asked multiple times to explain his position, trust me, I don't like talking about this. I really don't. I'm uncomfortable in some ways even having this conversation. But if you can't see the forest through the trees with this guy, then you're as big a sucker as anybody else. Honestly. The guy sits there and gives non-answers, is vague about everything, and then all of a sudden, when the crap's about to hit the fan, oh, it's a religious thing. I'm sorry, dude. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. The first time okay? religion came out of his mouth was a week ago. I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. 522. We'll get a break. A lot more to get to, including Aaron Levine from Vegas before the Kraken get going at 6.05 tonight on 950 KJ. Now back to Kraken Game Day with Softy and Dick. Brought to you by Smartsheet. Ready to achieve more with your business? One platform, one workspace. Learn more at Smartsheet.com. All right, we are in the Kraken Game Day window, baby, right here on 950 KJR 630 pregame. 7 o'clock puck drop tonight from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Aaron Levine will join us in about an hour or so. Uh, Ryan Clark, by the way, saying that Don Scoy, McCann, and Alexiak are all in Vegas. The expectation is they will play tonight against the Vegas okay. Golden Knights. So okay. that is good news. That good is good news. Good news for sure. And speaking of good news, joining us right now on the air, a guy who was getting ready to take a seat in the 300 level, probably a couple of rows from the top of the arena. I'm sure. Yeah. At T-Mobile. Does he even get a ticket? Tonight in Vegas. I don't know. Well, he's going to have to wait and see if they have any left. Uh, they got to take care of some other people first. But the president <laughs> and CEO of the Seattle Kraken, it's like a proud papa, baby. Todd Lightwicky joining us from Vegas right now. Todd, how are you? 
Hello, man. How are we doing? And by the way, if I'm in that uh, last couple of rows, the view is much better at the Climate Pledge Arena, I can assure you. Yeah, you're like you're like Bob Euchre, man. They're going to kick you out of the arena when they grab you from your seat up there. But we've been on this journey now for a couple years, and we are about 90 minutes away from seeing it fulfilled in the regular season. Uh, what is today? What do the next 90 minutes or so, man, mean to you, pal? Well, actually, it's been a the journey's been longer than that. It you know it started really with the arena, yeah. and uh, I, I am so excited about tonight. But really, for me, the big moment is coming a week from Saturday, where our fans get to walk into the brand new, beautiful Climate Pledge Arena, see it for the first time, and uh, and that's puck drop, and it's our first home game. Um, so you know, but tonight is a very exciting night, and to have those three guys available for us to be back in the lineup. Um, a little bit of, you know, the the COVID protocol. There was a little story behind that. And, you know, we, we just tested him again and then had to verify the results of the second test. And, uh, you know, we're excited. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, camp doesn't seem like it was very long. Uh, this, this team we're playing is a very good team. Many people think they're going to win the Western Conference, but I think our guys are proud to wear the S on their, their jersey and, and it's off to the races tonight. Todd, tell us about the time frame of the building and the completion of the building. How close was that time frame between a fully completed arena and when you're going to open up? Yeah, so we, I, I think initially we had hoped that we'd be in a little bit sooner, but my goodness, uh, the men and women who built it uh, worked uh, literally day and night um, and worked their way all the way through the challenges of COVID. Uh, you know, we hear a lot about supply, you know, chain challenges, but somehow we've gotten through it. Um, so we didn't think we'd get in for the preseason. We didn't. Uh, we're tonight starting a five-game road trip, but uh, the first game or the first event is actually a week from tonight, uh, a spectacular event with the Foo Fighters. Um, it's sold out, and uh, that night we're going to honor the men and women who built the arena. Uh, a big portion of the seats are being provided to the men and women who built it. And let us never forget, because uh, when many of us stayed at home and worked remote and jumped on Zoom calls, they came to work every single day. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was, uh, you know, it was not only did they do brilliant work, but they showed courage in doing it. Yeah, well, Todd Lightwicky is with us as we're uh, about 90 minutes away or so from getting going down there in Vegas. And ironically enough, the Penguins and Lightning are scoreless right now after one period in Tampa Bay. And, and you played a big role in, in getting Tampa Bay to where they are. They they hoisted their championship flag tonight uh, in that arena. Uh, what What will it take? Because this is the goal here, right? All of us want to win a Stanley Cup championship and be as successful as we can be. What did you learn from your days in Tampa Bay that you can bring with you to help us reach that goal here in Seattle? Well, well my final year there, we went to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'll just tell you that in the, you know, people say that the Stanley Cup's the hardest trophy to win, and I'll give you evidence of that. Uh, we played three seven-game rounds, and then six games in the finals. We played 27 playoff games. Mm. Um, and that, in fact, for me, was the last time uh, I was actively involved in running a team mm. uh, was the 2015 Stanley Cup Finals. But, you know, it is uh, the things we've done, I think, uh, lay the foundation for building a championship organization. And I'm going to give you this quick, but it starts with your fans. When you have passionate fans, it permeates an organization. And we have that 32,000 depositors, March 1st, 2018. We're never going to forget 
when you have a beautiful arena that inspires those fans and connects the fans to players, we got it in spades. Our arena is as good as any in the land. Uh, a training center is a super important thing, and we built a great one up at the Kraken Community Iceplex. And then you got to build out a you know a, a farm team, an American Hockey League team, and under construction now is that arena in Palm Springs. We're splitting a squad right now uh, in Charlotte. But next year, uh, our team uh, plays full on in Palm Springs, and it's just it really completes uh, the pieces, the four pieces that are really fundamental. Um, we're a cap team. We've got some room under cap now. Uh, we'll be opportunistic, but uh, I think the pieces are all there for us to build a long-term winner. I don't know if we're going to win tonight, but I think we're going to build a long-term winner in a big way. Well, Todd, obviously a lot of comparisons being drawn with the team you're playing tonight, and for obvious reasons. How closely did you follow Vegas's blueprint, and how much communication, uh, even on your side, on the business side, was there with uh, Bill Foley of the Golden Knights? You know, we have George McFay, their GM, is a long-time pal of mine. I've known him forever. And they did a terrific job. They did, uh, you know, there was an element of surprise uh, which they came into the league. Uh, many GMs felt they weren't uh, as, as prepared as they should have been, and we saw that a little bit in our expansion draft. But, you know, we feel good about our team. Um, I would say the, the point of departure between the two organizations is we had to get our – we had to build a new arena. Uh, they walked into an arena that was built and ready. Uh so less complicated. We probably had a little more time. Um, but, you know, we're measuring ourselves not against any other team, but against our own expectations and, and what we owe our fans. And uh, we owe our fans a lot. Um, and, you know, we're intent on building a great organization and not just, you know, trying to win the cup and bring the cup back to Seattle, but, you know, how we behave in the community. And I think we got a big opportunity to be a unifying force. And Seattle needs that. Uh, we need it uh, in a big way, and we're going to try and do our best. Well, I can't wait till next Saturday. Uh, I am actually proud to say that I have not stepped foot into that arena yet, and I will not Nor step foot until next Saturday. Yep. I want to see it for the very first time when we play the Canucks in a week and a half from now. But I want you to talk to all the newbies out there, Todd, because you know there's a lot of people watching this game tonight that are tuning in for one reason, because they're watching for the first time in their lives their NHL hockey team. They finally have a team to call their own. What do you want people to look for? What do you want people to keep an eye on starting the night when this team hits the ice? Well, we got a great goalie, um, and I think we've got an, an unselfish team. You know, not huge superstar, uh, but really fantastic players who were key players on their respective teams. Um, you know, I want them to play with passion. I want us to never quit. Uh, I want us to be a team that's known for working hard for our fans. Uh, but fans are going to, you know, tonight starts the journey. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're really proud to get to this point, but it's really the starting point. Uh, and we'll play tonight, and then we'll play 81 uh, additional regular season games, and then hopefully the playoffs. Um, yeah. And this thing will build. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Uh, we tell you we're on a five-game road trip. I think it's uh, a really good thing for the team. Our GM would have preferred three, but it's five. Yeah. But a, a chance to get away from, uh, you know, Seattle and, uh, and to bond truly as a team and get focused. And uh, so it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week and a half leading to a home opener. And, man, I can't wait, Softy, until you and Dick walk into that building and see what's been done because it is just fantastic. Um 
I, I know I talk in superlatives, but I just can't say enough about the finished product of this arena because I think it's the best in land. Yeah. Well, from, from Tuesdays with Todd to watching the Kraken take That's the right. ice tonight <laughs> at 7 o'clock. That's, that's a hell of a rise for you, my friend. Yeah. All right? So keep hey, it going. I, I do want to say this to both of you guys. Like, you took a leap of faith. You got behind this, and we're going to pay you back, too. Um, you're going to look back, and uh, people are going to think you were profits for – for getting behind this. This is going to be something really spectacular. People are going to love the game. The game is so fast and played in such a beautiful way. Um, it's it's really going to be an easy game for this town to fall in love with, and I, I think they already have. Yeah. Well, if people think we're profits, that doesn't say much for profits, by the way. I'll tell you that right now. So we'll see. Hey. differently. Have fun tonight, all right? Enjoy it. All right, Re- do it. Relax a little bit. Yep. Take, take it all in and have some fun. We'll talk soon. I am doing it, man, and I, I was tempted to cry a couple of times on this call, but I didn't, so I got my emotions <laughs> under control. Yeah, most people cry when they have to come on this show, so I don't blame you. All right, have fun tonight, Todd. We'll Thanks, talk Todd. soon. Thank you, buddy. Bye, you bet. Todd Lywicki with us. And by the way, if you're a uh, if you're a ticket holder, if you're not a ticket holder, uh, they have an app out. Uh, I think it's Kraken and Climate Pledge Arena. I'll have to get the exact wording of it. I downloaded it the other day, and it's really, really easy to use. Uh, to get into the building? That and to manage your tickets, all kinds of stuff, oh, cool. events, okay. whatever. So check it out on the Apple App Store, Google Play Sport, but but a very uh, uh, very good job on the app by those guys. All right, 540, we're going to break. Brian Schmetzer is going to hop on for a few minutes here and catch up with us, and then Aaron Levine from Fox 13 is in Vegas. He'll join us coming up about 20 minutes or so on 950 KJR. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Now back to Kraken Game Day with Softy and Dick. Brought to you by Smartsheet. Ready to achieve more with your business? One platform, one workspace. Learn more at Smartsheet.com. All right, we are getting ready closer for face-off tonight, 7 o'clock between the Kraken and the Knights right here on KJR. But what do you say we take a quick detour? This isn't Kraken music. No, this it's not. This is Sounders music. But we want we want the same success for the Kraken that they're having at Starfire, right? That's what we 13 want. 13 playoffs in a row. That's That'll a t- work. That's a tough nut to crack That'll right get the job done there, Dickie. Uh, joining <laughs> us right now on the radio show, the head coach of your Sounders, our friend Brian Schmetzer. How are are you, man? Doing great. I'm actually really pumped up, really fired up. I hope Ron and his group does a, you know, comes out, you know, skating hard, and you know, I'll be sitting with my either glass of tequila or glass of red wine, there watching some hockey tonight. For I sure. I think a combination of both also work, pal. Why? Why have one when you can have both? Well, I mean, talk about this. Talk about what you remember when the MLS came to town and you guys launched and all the excitement you had and how you got things off to a fast start and the Kraken are kind of going through the same thing right now. The expectations are high and you remember what those are like, man, the expectations when you launch a franchise. For sure. And hey, look, and Todd Lightwick, who was there for us in our launch and he's there now. So, you know, he's got a ton of experience, but yeah, you could feel the excitement softly around town. I mean, they, we had put up scarves all over town and we didn't know how many people were going to show up at, 
at that time, CenturyLink, and, you know, it just, it turned out really great for us, and, you know, we wish the same for the Kraken. I loved watching your post-match this weekend when you were asked about making the playoffs once again, and you said, well, that's a bare minimum expectation for this franchise. There's a little bit of cockiness in it. I absolutely loved it, but I guess my question is, it's kind of a chicken and egg situation, right? Because you can't make it an expectation until you repeatedly make the playoffs, but you can't make the playoffs until you have some expectations. So how are you able to do that year after year after year? It's 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 been an amazing run, Dick. I mean, yeah, I think we're behind only the the Penguins. I think yep. long time longest active streak in playoffs. I mean, it's it's something that we're very proud of. Uh, expectations started early with Zig, and you know, just he was a very successful coach, and you know, he got us started off on the right foot. We won some Open Cups, and then you know, that just always kind of translated. I mean, you guys have been around here for a long time. Seattle's a great sports town. I mean, people love successful. You know, franchises. Look at look at look at the gener the the excitement that the Mariners generated. You know, the Huskies when they play well, the Seahawks, us, the Sonics. You know, when they were killing it back in the '90s, mid '90s. I mean, we've always been a good sports town. We like to support winners. So for us, that's where the expectation comes. It's you know, yeah. Seattle's a good sports town. I actually prefer to be miserable, to be honest with you. So I <laughs> I, I like. You it might when, be miserable now with the dogs not doing so hot. Oh, really? You had to go wow. there? Wow. Huh? Wow. Okay. We'll Below have that. the belt. You know what? We'll have that conversation off the air, pal. And guess what? You're off the Christmas list, or at least at least for now. <laughs> uh, tell 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 me about Leo Chu. Got his first. First club goal in the 90th minute against Vancouver. Uh, what are we kind of hoping for from this kid, man? Well, you guys have seen a taste of it. You know, look, you were, Dick, you want to talk about cocky. I mean, that kid was pretty fired up after he scored. <laughs> and, you know, his quotes, I don't know if there was a little, you know, Portuguese, English, lost in translation anywhere. I'm here to help this write the history of the club and, you know, some of the stuff he said. But he was genuinely fired up. I think the fans, right at the end of the game, I mean, we were in control of the game, but it sent the fans home happy, 4-1, great scoreline for us. And, you know, the kid did what he does. I mean, he's fast. He played that ball to Freddie Montero, and he just sprinted in behind. And he got his foot on the end of it and scored a nice goal. Nice way to cap off the evening. Well, you talk about uh, celebrations after goals. Uh, what was that that... Benazay did was that a twerk and does a player ever take a celebration too far where you kind of have to talk to him after the match and just go hey you know let's calm it down a little bit well he's French so you know <laughs> that and you know he's got quite a personality both on and off the field you know his Instagram account's pretty good and you know he's he, he's a nice guy uh, I think he just is colorful and you know there's no flags for you know celebrating goals in soccer so we can celebrate how we want and you know sometimes it goes over the top when you're taunting your opponent but that wasn't any way shape or form taunting the opponent I think he was just you know pretty darn happy that he scored yeah Brian before you go quick thought on Houston uh who's in who's out who's questionable uh for the weekend what do you got well, we'll get Nuhu back. He had a couple of successful games with Cameroon. Christian will be back because their their game is tomorrow in uh, in Columbus. Uh, Javi has a pretty long travel. Raul, you know, he he dinged up his hamstring, so he's probably out. Um, but we'll get some guys back. I mean, Yaimar got the 
fifth yellow card. It was, that was a bad call, but, you know, he'll be out. But we, AB did a good job. Shane's there. So we'll have a pretty good group going down to Houston. And, you know, it's always been next man up with this group this year. And so far it's worked for us. All right, listen, one more crack about the dogs and we're done. All right? I just remember <laughs> that. But there's nothing that another bottle of Centenario can't make up for. That's true. All right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> See you, man. Good luck Saturday, pal. Thanks. Take care, guys. Enjoy your evening. You got it. Brian Schmetzer with us. We're going to break. Aaron Levine from Fox 13 is in Vegas getting ready for the Kraken. They're about to be released, baby, at 7 o'clock tonight. You'll hear the game, of course, right here on 950 KJR. Release the sports desk. Your 950 KJR sports headlines. All right, kiddos, headlines on a busy Tuesday night, historic Tuesday night right here on 950KJR, brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. Release the Kraken. The Kraken are about to be released about an hour away from putt drop in Vegas, and reports, multiple reports now say, forwards Jared McCann, Giannis Donskoy, and defenseman Jamie Oleksiak all arrived in Vegas, confirming GM Ron Francis's report from today as well, and they all should be available for Game 1 against the Knights tonight. John Gruden resigning as head coach of the Raiders, following racial and homophobic emails that were disclosed. Rich Basashia, the team's special teams coach, elevated to head coach Gruden, has been also removed from the Bucks' ring of honor. Baseball scoreboard, the Astros are moving on to the ALCS. They knock off the White Sox 10-1. They get the Red Sox now for the right to go to the World Series. And the Braves in the top of the ninth they are leading Milwaukee 5-4. Atlanta wins, and they are on their way to the NLCS to face the winner of the Giants and Dodgers series. Game four of that series with the Giants up 2-1 is 6 o'clock tonight from L.A. Did you know Lamar Jackson accounted for 98% of the total yards that the Ravens had yesterday? You don't say. (laughs) He brought him back from 16 points down in the fourth quarter to win in overtime. The Colts were 120-0 when leading by 16 or more in the fourth all-time. One game in the NHL underway, the Lightning are raising their championship banner. They have not had the offense show up, though. They are losing 2-0 to Pittsburgh mid-second period from Tampa Bay. This is Kraken Game Day, brought to you by Smartsheet. Ready to achieve more for your business? One platform, one workspace. Learn more at Smartsheet.com. Kraken Game Day on the Kraken Audio Network. All right, we're about an hour away, baby, from puck drop. Big night here on 950 KJR. Big night in Seattle. Cracking Golden Knights tonight. Mike Benton will be along at 630 with the pregame show. John Forslund, JT Brown on the call because Everett Fitzhugh is an NHL COVID protocol, so he unfortunately is not available for tonight's game. But joining us right now on the radio show, a guy who I'm sure is exhausted. He's looking for a little bit of a snack. He's looking for a break, for God's sakes. Aaron Levine from Fox 13 is in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena as we speak. Aaron, how are you, pal? What's going on down there? I'm great. I think I might be getting a nosebleed, though. I think if I jump really high, I can touch the rafters. Sitting in the press box, fifth level right here, looking down on the ice. Just happy to be in the building because this is going to be one heck of a night, not only for the Kraken franchise in their first official NHL game, but the fact that this is the home opener for the Vegas Golden Knights, and their home opener last year had zero fans in the crowd. So they've got a couple years of built-up energy uh, waiting for them, and it's just going to be a, an electric atmosphere for sure. Well, I saw you posted a, a picture of a bunch of Kraken fans down there. Obviously, there's not as many as there are, say, for like a Seahawks Super Bowl, but is the excitement level kind of the same as Seahawks fans going to New York or Detroit for a Super Bowl versus Kraken fans going for a first game ever in Vegas? 
Well, you definitely get a very similar vibe. Obviously, there aren't as many Kraken fans as there would be for the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl right. in New York or, or elsewhere. But, yeah, I mean, the picture that uh, John Barr of NHL of Seattle posted was at the Beer House, and right after we did our live shots at 5 o'clock, we went right around the corner there, and we were mobbed, essentially, by a whole bunch of drunken Kraken fans. And it was really fun to see just the enthusiasm um, and the spirit of these fans that showed up in droves today. I, I'm not exactly sure how many we're going to see in the crowd, whether it's going to show up on TV, but yeah. just know that you know, I would say maybe even you know, 500, 1,000 Kraken fans made it uh, to town, whether they're going to be inside the building or not. Yeah, I think we all know that drunken Kraken fans are the best kind of Kraken fans. So yeah, baby! There's nothing wrong with that at all, but I mean, Aaron, you've, you've been around this town long enough to know what works and, and what doesn't, and Brian Schmetzer was on with us some, just a few minutes ago and talked about the role that Todd Lywicki played in getting the Sounders off the ground. You know what he did for the Seahawks. He hired Pete Carroll for God's sakes. Uh, what do you think the future is going to look like for this franchise, man? Oh, it's incredibly bright, and it's funny, you know, it's very fitting that we're in this building because what they do pregame, it almost feels like a Las Vegas show yeah. that you go to with the dancers and the lights and the entertainment, and the Kraken hired the previous head of in-game entertainment here in Las Vegas, Johnny Greco, and so you can expect a very similar kind of atmosphere, maybe not exactly the same way they portray it out here in Vegas, but it's going to be very similar, and I can't wait to, to see what that's going to be like inside Climate Pledge Arena in that first home game for the Kraken in 11 days from now. What's your biggest concern on that day, 11 days from now? Because obviously Twitter is 99.9% negative, as you know. So what, what do you think, if there's any concern, what would that be that there would be a complaint about opening night at Climate Pledge? Uh, I mean, are you talking about probably traffic would be the number one yeah. thing? I think there's a lot of concern about that, um, and that's been from the very beginning. But once you're inside the arena itself, uh, it is a misconception that it is just a, you know, it's a redeveloped arena. It's a brand-new arena. They wouldn't have spent $1.2 billion on this thing if it wasn't going to be brand-new and, and accommodate the NHL and, and hopefully the NBA one day as well. So, yep. um yeah, we, you know, from the very beginning, I was I was never for the exact location of this, but Oakview Group and then the Kraken organization, they had to play the game, and they really had to appease all the city leaders that were making the ultimate decisions. Mm-hmm. And I give credit to a guy like Lance Lopes, who was pounding the pavement from day one, going to every community meeting in the lower Queen Anne, Queen Anne area just to convince some of these people, whether they cared about sports or not, that this was the right situation for uh, a development of an arena. Well, let's face it. There, there's going to be uh, next Saturday, guys, and Aaron Levine from Fox 13 is with us from Vegas, getting ready for the Kraken game tonight against the Knights. You'll hear the game, of course, right here on 950 KJR. When they play that game, guys, there's going to be a large segment of the population that's never been to a big-time sporting event on Lower Queen Anne because it's been 13 years great since the Sonics were yeah. here. So it's going to be a whole new experience for a lot of people. But put put your hockey head uh, hat on for a second. Put your puck uh, hat on for a minute there, Aaron, and talk about this team because from people we talk to, most of them say if you're a betting man, play the under in every game to crack and play because goals may be hard to come by this year. What uh, What do you think? Well, you got to take the Kraken plus one and a half tonight if you're in Vegas, right? I mean, come on. It's the first game in franchise history. And at the very least, if you lose, then you have a betting ticket for the rest of your life. That's right. There you go. Uh, you can frame. Um, yeah, I mean, 
team itself, it's, it's funny because I'm just getting used to a lot of these names. And it actually reminds me, you mentioned Brian Schmetzer a couple minutes ago. It reminds me of the brand new Sounders franchise in 2009. Nobody had ever heard of guys like Ozzy Alonso and Nate Jaqua to go and Brad Evans. And these became fan favorites uh, over the first couple of years. I mean, Philip Grubauer and, you know, everybody knows about Mark Giordano, but there are going to be names that you start hearing more and more often. And they're just going to become beloved athletes in Seattle just like anybody else is. And that's what I'm most excited about. You mentioned, Safi, that there is a great segment of the population that's never been to a sporting event at Seattle Center. Well, there's a great segment of the population that's never been to a hockey game in person. And that does wonders for your yeah. fandom in terms of this sport. Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I wasn't a huge Kings fan until I went to my very first game. And I think a lot of people feel the same way, almost like NASCAR and the, the fact that you can watch it on TV. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. When you're there to experience it in person, it gets you in the blood, and it stays in you, and it, you really start to enjoy the sport even more. No, I can't wait. I'm 47. I've never been to an NHL game in my life, so I'm one of those wow. guys. I'm one of those wow. guys you're talking about, Aaron. I can't. I can't wait. I've seen Tips games. I've seen T-Birds games, but I've never once been to an NHL game. Now it was the news yesterday and early today was not good for game one with COVID protocol, but it appears like the Kraken have dodged the bullet. Are all five guys originally on the protocol back or just four of them? Uh, I'm not sure. All I heard from this morning was that Marcus Johansson was was back, and I might have missed something in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, Ryan um, Clark has uh, said the other four, so it sounds like we're five for five then. That's fantastic. That's yep. really good news. Yeah. Well, I just think that there's a chance for some stars to be born tonight. You know, Everett Fitzhugh has been on a couple times and talked about how this goaltender tandem of uh, Dreger and Grubauer is going to be among the best in the NHL. And I don't know, what's the sense you get from the guys on this team that have personality that uh, fans may eventually find a way to gravitate to? Well, I, I just know that if you guys, if you start winning games, just like the Golden Knights did in their first season, then everybody's going to gravitate to everybody on this team. And, you know, Todd Lightwick, you mentioned in an interview we did last week, that they, they, they look back at the Golden Knights' first season, and it was incredibly unique in that that season took place right after the incredible tragedy at Mandalay Bay and the shooting there. And it was all about Vegas strong at that time. And every player on this team came together uh, to fight for this city and, and somehow made a magical run all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. And the fact that you know, Seattle is not in the greatest place after the pandemic. There's a lot of, uh, you know, dissension as well between you know, various groups. And this is something that he says that he believes the players are buying into and it could really help unite this city in a very unique way that only sports can. Uh, one other thing about that Vegas season, though, because talking to Golden Knights fans around here, there was one theory and it was very interesting. Expansion teams are, are obviously uh, put together based off of players that are not protected. And they were essentially outcasts um, from their own team. And that the city of Vegas is a whole bunch of uh, populations made up of a whole bunch of outcasts uh, who kind of moved away from their original cities to, to relocate here. And that's one of the reasons why the, the Vegas Golden Knights and the original team made up of quote-unquote outcasts from all these other teams around the NHL uh, were embraced so much by a population that was, uh, in their words, made up of so many outcasts. That's a good point, and it's kind of the expectations for me are hard to grasp because just in its surface level, an expectation for an expansion team should be zero. Just go out, have fun, enjoy the expansion season, and yet we saw what Vegas was able to do. So what should our expectation, what's a fair expectation level for a Kraken fan for this season? 
I think a fair expectation is a 500 team that uh, has a chance to potentially make the playoffs. Remember, there are eight teams from each conference that make the playoffs. And if you get the eight seed, seven seed, whatever you are, once you get in the playoffs, it's almost like poker, a chip in a chair. You're in, you have a chance, and anything can happen from the postseason on. So, um, yeah, postseason certainly likely. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that a Stanley Cup finals in their first year is likely, but... You know, that would be icing on the cake if they got it to the playoffs. I love it. Hey, listen, man, enjoy it. We're jealous that you're down there. Soak it all up. Have fun. Uh, bring us back some souvenirs. Uh, put 50 bucks on the Kraken to win tonight, and if they lose, at least I'll have that ticket. So bring it home for me, baby. Done and done. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. You're the man. Aaron Levine from Fox 13 with us on the radio show for a couple minutes talking about what's happening with the Kraken as we are minutes away from the pregame show. Mike Benton's going to be here. And then, uh, again, if you haven't heard, uh, Ever Fitzhugh is an NHL COVID protocol call so he cannot do the game tonight sucks for him he's been looking forward to this for a long time but he's got to he's got to get better and get to get back in the booth so john forsland jt brown have the game for you uh face off but i i think 7 15 is the exact time tonight by the way well i want to see the pregame and what they do because vegas is i mean it's they were the best i mean yep. when the golden knights were expanded they were the best at getting that pregame going. We saw it in the Stanley Cup oh, yeah. Finals, and yeah. and and I guess I didn't realize that they had grabbed the events guy from yeah Johnny Greco. And yeah. So they grabbed him yeah. to bring over it. So I can't wait to see what Climate Pledge Arena is going to have for opening. Yeah, night. It, it's it, it's going to be a production. It's going to be an absolute show that they're going to put on for people. And that to me, I'm almost looking forward to that aspect of all of this more than I am the hockey itself. I mean, the hockey itself will come. The stars will be made. The team will have success and memories yeah. will be created. There's no event. question about that. This is a freaking show. This is an absolute event that these guys are going to put on at Climate Pledge Arena starting next Saturday. And you'll get a little bit of a taste of it. If you're, if you're home watching the game on ESPN, you'll, you'll see the pregame show. You'll get a little bit of a taste of what this whole thing is all about. I just think the atmosphere, and look, Dick, when was the last time that we were able to go inside to an arena and have 18,000, 19,000 people watching a big four sporting event together? It's been 14 years, 14 years yeah. since the Sonics. I mean, March the Husky of- basketball team, fine, whatever, great, 10,000 people when they're at their best, you know, outside at Husky Stadium, uh, you know, going in, in indoors to watch the tips or watch the T-Birds, whatever, but this is a totally different animal. Hey, real quick, Curtis, do me a favor. Uh, did Curtis just walk out no, of the studio? Back. Back. Go back in there and turn that mic on right there because Mike Benton is the pregame host, and he's been counting down uh, for the last 12 hours to this game tonight. Along with you, my I friend. was going to say, scale of one to a million, how fired up are you right now for <laughs> Five this? Five billion. Huh? Does <laughs> that work? Cra- Where's your Kraken sweater? You know you're on radio. You don't have to You don't have to dress up for this. I, ha- I do have the colors, though, yes, locked do. down. Yeah, you do. You to do. a T. With the Argyle. I yes, like it. exactly. I like it. He's wearing an actual sweater is what he's wearing. Yes, instead, instead of a jacket will also sweater. go on. I did decline shirt and tie, though, here. <laughs> there you go. So we got to ask you, is it is it sweater or jersey or are both acceptable? Both are acceptable. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, good. Swe- sweater goes way, way, way yeah. back, but jersey has entered the lexicon a little more in the last 25, 30, 35 yeah. years, so it's... Whatever. So hockey guy is more chill than soccer guy when it comes to the vernacular. I would hope so. Good. Yes. Good. Because soccer guy's a pain That's in the ass. That's the least we hope for. We work with one every day. We're all friends in this game together. Let's all enjoy it together. What is tonight going to be all about? Absolutely, positively, 100% making history. We have arrived finally. After three years of waiting, when this team was first launched, for some, over decades of asking the question, when is an NHL team going to be here in this city Guess what? The wait is finally over, and now it's 
us versus the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of people will become hockey fans. This team will create hockey fans. It will create hockey junkies. There's no doubt about it. But you're already there, right? Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what does this mean to you personally? Man? Oh, boy. I can say that for having family in this area for about eight decades. And after moving away when I was seven years of age uh, and discovering the Los Angeles Kings and Wayne Gretzky with my father, and my father was a huge, huge Seattle sports fan. It was our discovery together. So to have this all come back in a roundabout way after years upon years of a conversation saying, when is Seattle going to get an NHL team? It's finally here. And when this all happened, the time I called my father on the phone and said, it's real. Yeah. I about broke down in tears. Well, do me a favor. Save the tears for when the Kraken win the Stanley Cup. Yes. You know? All right? Because guess what, baby? You're up next with the pregame show. Kraken and Golden Knights from T-Mobile Arena. John Forslund and JT Brown are going to have the call. Everett Fitzhugh has the night off. We're thinking about him tonight as well. Mike Benton is going to have your pregame show. He's going to have everything for you from the studio as well. The entire season. We are fired up to be the home of Kraken hockey and everything starts coming up next right here on 950 KJR with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.